welcome to New Consciousness Review. I'm Miriam Knight, and I have a really fascinating guest today. Rennell Wood is a leading specialist in myofascial release therapy. She learned the power of fascia from both sides as a patient and as a healer, and she has probed deeply into the light-conducting nature of fascia and what that means in practice for emotional and physical well-being. Rennell has a new book called Touching Light, How to your, Free Your Fiber Optic Fascia. The book chronicles her path to discovering the life-changing technique of MF, MRT, myofascial release therapy, and she combines it with alignment therapy, and this has made her very highly sought-after practice uh, in Ojai, California, uh, a, a mecca for people seeking healing and release. So I'm really delighted to welcome her. Welcome, Ronell. I am so Ronell. happy to be here. Yeah, <laughs> and I'm so delighted to have you here. We had a bit of a rocky start this morning. Anyway, let's start with what fascia are. It is connective tissue. So anytime you hear someone talking about soft tissue or connective tissue, they're referring to fascia, fascia being kind of a fancy word that the scientists use to describe the tiny little fibers that surround everything inside us and connect everything, giving us what's called tensegrity, this three-dimensional web inside of our body that has several functions that have not previously been well understood, but is now becoming very um, looked into by the scientific community because those of us who give and receive the treatment have been going to our doctors and saying, this works better than what we've been trying with surgery and drugs. You had a really good analogy in the book about an orange. I think that might help our listeners kind of visualize what we're talking about. Indeed. When a client comes to see me for the first time and they know nothing about how their body is put together with fascia, I start by showing them a one-minute, 30-second video of fascia magnified in a living person. And I use that orange analogy so that while they are lying on the table, they can visualize what we are doing and partner with me while we're doing the treatment. So if you can imagine in the palm of your hand, you have an orange and you've already taken the peel off of it. That orange still holds its round shape. And we are just like that without our skin, just underneath our skin. We have a beautiful gossamer surrounding layer of superficial fascia, and it holds everything together. But in the same way you could take a section out of the orange, you can take pieces out of our body. The organs and muscles are separated, and each section of the orange has its own connective tissue. Each organ and muscle in our body is surrounded by its own connective tissue. And finally, if you were to open a section of the orange, you would see that each tiny little piece of pulp 
has its own surrounding connective tissue. And we are the same way, all the way down to muscle spindle and organelle, all the way down to bone. And bone is just mineralized fascia. And it's all connected. And that's why when we do the treatment and we're working on the superficial layer, we can find release all the way down to bone because of this connectivity. It's also why when we're working with your shoulder, you may get a tingling feeling in your right pinky toe. It seems random and coincidental, but it's not. It's indication of how the three-dimensional web inside us is connected everywhere, and it is the one system in your body that contacts every other system in your body. Mm -hmm. Now, up until fairly recently, our knowledge of fascia was derived from research on cadavers. And you mentioned somebody being able to actually visualize the fascia uh, in a living human being. What was the nature of the revelations that came from that? We realized that when we view it on a cadaver, it's dry, crackly, crumbly, like cotton candy. And when we saw it magnified inside a living person using fiber optic surgical tools, we saw something completely different. And you can imagine how when something is dead and dehydrated, like a flower, it is a completely different appearing thing than when it's plumped up and turgid and flowing with internal fluid and emanating light. So what we saw were these tiny little spaghetti-like strings that lay down in the same direction as the muscle. And the strings were hollow, conducting fluid, and also transparent. And when you look at them, you realize that they are fiber optic material that are conducting light throughout your body, and we know that light carries information. And neuroscientists are studying the role of fascia in consciousness. They think that might be the mechanism by which consciousness travels throughout the body. That's fascinating because you also talk a lot about how the body uh, excretes uh, hormones in reaction to strong emotion or pain or trauma. Um, what is the relationship between these emotional uh, incidents and what happens in the body? We now know that the fascia plays a role of connection in the body, but it also plays a role of protection. It's part of your autonomic nervous system. It is the thing inside you that when you hear a loud noise, squeezes. It causes your body to contract. It is also the thing inside you that when you feel physical pain, braces and squeezes in an effort to protect you. It's also the place in your throat that squeezes when you've learned not to cry in front of people. And it is in charge of 
your survival. So there are aspects of our body that we are voluntarily in control of. The fascia isn't something we are voluntarily, consciously in control of. And the purpose of the squeezing is when you are in fight or flight mode, the fascia wants to contract in order to slow down your blood so that if you get in a fight and you get cut, you don't bleed out right away. And it also squeezes your nerves so you don't feel anything. And many of us can relate to uh, an experience of perhaps a car accident where you get out and you feel fine and you tell everybody you're okay. And then 10 days later, you hurt all over and you find bruises in places you didn't even know that you were impacted. And that's an example of how the fascia protects you in the moment of fear. But that's meant to be a temporary solution. We are um, in good shape if we know that we've got to go someplace and let go of that freeze response. And Cavewoman used to have a shot of adrenaline that she would obey. She would encounter a wild animal. She would fight it and run from it, and in the process of doing so, metabolize away all of that adrenaline that she got from that fear. And then she would pee it out later, and her body would empty from that experience. But modern woman or man is constantly in interfering with that natural response because we live in a cultured society and we've learned appropriate behavior. And for instance, when you're driving a car and someone pulls out in front of you suddenly, you get the same shot of adrenaline that caveman used to. But you can only allow your body to move your right foot from the accelerator to the brake. That's it, that's all you get. And you have to tell your body, not now. Because if you had a wild fight or flight reaction, you would be in danger and so would everyone else. And then you have a half an hour to drive home from that. And by the time you get home, you may have either forgotten that it happened or you may process it intellectually and say, oh, some jerk pulled out in front of me, scared me half to death. But you don't realize that there's a freeze response going on inside your body. And if you did know that, you could practice what I call a SNIT fitness program by going into <laughs> your room, closing the door, not letting anybody watch you, but pounding your fists on the mattress of your bed and kicking your heels and screaming into a pillow, not because you're immature, not because you haven't evolved, but because your body's metabolism needs to empty out. When the moment of not now happened, your fascia trapped the adrenaline against the surface of your muscles that would normally use the adrenaline for physical movement, but it squeezed and trapped it, and now it's marinating there, not moving at all. And if it's left uninterrupted and your body continues to squeeze, it will adhere and cause adhesions. 
Welcome back. I'm Miriam Knight speaking with Ronell Wood about touching light, how to free your fiber optic fascia. Um, Ronell, you have a website for your book and your clinic. What is that? Omsanctuary.com. That's spelled O-H-M as in mom, sanctuary.com. And there is a lot of information there um, that you can glean even further in your in-depth endeavors to find out more about fascia and what we do. Mm, fascinating. Now, what is the relationship between the fascia as a communication pathway? Um, you were calling it like a fiber optic or, or even a liquid crystal. I want to get into that in a minute. Mm. But what's the relationship between that and the meridians, the energetic pathways? We now can connect the lines of fascia that follow the lines that have been described as meridians in Chinese medicine that acupuncturists use for interrupting energetic lines and restoring flow in the body. It is the mechanism of the fascia, and that causes me to... Um, think in very innovative and creative ways. If we know that now, what are the other things that we might possibly be able to extrapolate from knowing that? And could it be that 10 years from now, we're going to look back at surgery and prescription drugs as extremely barbaric ways of approaching healing because we'll understand that there is this wrapper around the body that's squeezing you. And if we can interrupt the squeeze, it can explain a lot of disease processes. High blood pressure mm -hmm. is a great example of too much squeezing going on inside. And far before I would recommend a prescription drug to thin your blood and, and address your high blood pressure, I would rather work with your body to see if we can interrupt the squeeze. Wow. Now, we know that uh, many reactions in the body happen too quickly to be the result of nerve transmission, of classical nerve transmission. So something like a fiber optic cable moving where the signal moves at the speed of light really is the only logical explanation for our ability to communicate so quickly. Now, um, you talked about something called a fourth state of water. I mean, we have liquid gas and crystalline. What is this fourth state of water and what's its relevance here? It's gel. That water can be thickened and the molecules around the borders of things can organize to become semi-permeable membranes. Now, that's a lot of scientific talk. Just to explain that, the quality of the fluid inside our body isn't just either frozen or evaporating or liquid. It has a quality of viscosity. And when our fluid inside our body is 
stagnant and um, things are not able to travel easily past corners and bunched up places in our body and we're not able to easily renew the fluids in our body, it becomes polluted. And that polluted water is bound up and thick. And that makes that feeling in your body when you get older of being uh, very tight and rickety and as though you're moving through mud. And if we are able to interrupt those bunched up places and straighten out the corners that have uh, developed in your body, we are restoring flow and we are changing the quality of the water or any fluid inside your body from being more gel-like to being a lot more fluid so that mm -hmm. information can travel and flow is established not just with circulation but with lymph as well. Mm -hmm. So this might be a good time to describe a um, myofascial release therapy session. What do you actually do to the body? This is where it gets boring. <laughs> if I were to make a video of a myofascial session, you'd probably nod off because there just isn't a whole lot going on. I will tell you how it's different from a regular massage. Uh, we don't use oil because we need traction directly on your skin, and so we'll ask that you don't moisturize in the morning with any kind of cream because we don't want to slide or glide. Sliding and gliding in Swedish traditional massage with oil or lotion causes you to pass over areas of restriction in the body and you move too quickly. It doesn't give the body an opportunity to um, interrupt a holding pattern. So a holding pattern is just thickened fascia when you're in the same position all the time. That's one aspect of a holding pattern. And the best um, example of that is we sit eight hours a day. And so we have thickened fascia on the front part of our leg where it's always at a 90 degree angle sitting in a chair. And we wanna interrupt that pattern because it's inhibiting flow. Another way you can develop a holding pattern is from the time you're a little kid and you're being socialized appropriately and we need this socialization. You're being taught not to talk too loud, not to tell family secrets, and not to say rude things. So you're holding in your throat and you're taught not to slap people or steal other kids' toys. So you're holding in your arms. You're holding in your belly and your butt and your legs so that you don't kick people either. And all of this becomes a subconscious program of holding in your body that's on a background program, like an operating system on a computer. And in a session, I want to bring someone's awareness to that unconscious pattern of holding, whether physical or mental emotional. Because when you don't have awareness, there's nothing you can do about it. You've just got three car accidents of freeze response and holding in your body that it remembers. But when you become aware of it, then you can intentionally interrupt that pattern. So I'll take a history and what 
interests me the most are surgeries and accidents because that begins to paint a picture of holding patterns for me. I always assume that people sit a lot and use their phone and computer a lot. And that means that they're going to be having holding patterns on the front of their leg where it bends at the torso and in the shoulders and hands. Um, I usually start with a person face down and I just place my hands on their body and I get a sense of what I call the permafrost. That's that <laughs> gel substance <laughs> in your body. And it's how your body responds to my touch that gives me a lot of information. And most of the time, our body will respond to touch with resistance. And then I begin to talk in the same way I've described many of the things I've already said, to help a person understand what is going on with their physical body and what my intention is. And I ask them to do the opposite of what they're used to. So rather than having a kind of a, what are you doing, response. I invite them to soften, melt, warm, and let my hands sink in. And those words, by the way, are much more helpful than telling someone the word relax. They have found that's one of the least effective relaxing words because <laughs> it, it, it it's a concept, and sometimes it will cause a person to think, how do you even do that? And I'll talk more about well, it after the break. Absolutely. I can certainly resonate with relax. I don't think so. <laughs> We're speaking with Renell Hood. <laughs> Stay with us, and we'll be right back after the break. Welcome back. I'm Miriam Knight, speaking with Renell Wood. Renell, just before the break, you were talking about the actual mechanism of uh, speaking to the body, getting through the permafrost. And uh, what do you do? Do you actually realign the fascia? I'm particularly curious about what you talked about, uh, about post-surgery. When Mm. scar tissue forms, then the fascia are all higgledy-piggledy. Are you actually able to get them realigned properly? That is our goal. As we are shifting the consistency of the ground substance or extracellular matrix, which just means the water that surrounds everything, we are inviting the bunched up area where the fascia has repaired from being cut or torn in a crisscross and diagonal manner from being more granular to being thinner so that those little tiny pieces of fascia, the little fibers, can separate from each other and not be bound together and stuck. And you can see that on the YouTube video that's called uh, Living Fascia Magnified 25 Times. It's on my YouTube channel, Ronell1111. And it's also a QR code in the book that you can read with your phone, and it'll take you immediately to this minute and 20-second video. And you can see fascial restriction happening where it's bound in tree trunk-like cords, 
just like if you poured spaghetti into a boiling pot of water and forgotten to stir it. Little mm-hmm. cords develop in cables in, in the spaghetti. Well, you'll see tree trunk thickness of the fascia, but with sustained traction, not fast and not aggressive, those tiny little fibers can separate from each other and the ground substance around it begins to become less viscous and more thin and it allows for separation of what has gotten stuck together in there mm-hmm. and and for flow especially and that's what people experience when they receive treatment is at first especially with a scar it may create a lot of sensation and oftentimes <clears throat> we react to increased sensation as though it's pain And we want to go very slowly when we work with someone because if we create more bracing, that is the opposite of our intention. So we go slowly and we ask a person to identify the exact quality of the pain. Is it sharp or dull? Is it constant or intermittent? Is it the size of a pencil or the size of a a loaf of French bread? And it helps them become more clear about where in their body they're holding and what that feels like. And it's as though they are bringing, they're they're beginning a relationship with that area of their body that was basically being um, squeezed off like a tourniquet because it was too much to deal with. And the fascia was saying, oh, it's okay, I'll make you numb. But you can't stay that way forever because the tissues start to die without flow. So we're, we're changing a person's focus from their body as a misbehaving child that needs to be punished into a loving and appreciative relationship and partnership with their body, that we're not just dragging our meat bag around with our intellect all the time. The brain thinks it's so smart, it can get rewarded for having the right answers and knowing everything. And if we were able to, we would heal ourselves with our intellect. But it isn't that aspect that is going to bring healing to your body. It is going to be through allowing yourself to feel what's going on. One of the adages that I use is you you can't heal what you don't feel. So Mm. when my hands touch you and I bring your attention to this area that I can feel is very thick and resistant and sometimes cold and may have been numb, then you're working with me because wherever a thought goes, blood flows. And you're bringing your awareness in there and you're consciously putting your attention toward letting go. And if I were to say there's one phrase that captures everything that I talk about or do in a session, it is that. Letting go, just to say to yourself mentally over and over again, I let go, I let go, I let go. And to reassure your body like you're the best parent you could possibly be to your little kid body, telling it it's okay, babe. Nothing bad is going to happen if you let go. You gripped Mm -hmm. 
in an effort to survive, and it worked. And that's wonderful, but it doesn't have to be that way 24-7. We need to wake up the parasympathetic nervous system that is rest and restore, the opposite of fight or flight, so that these mm-hmm. tissues can get nourished and slow. I remember interviewing somebody uh, years ago about the animal response uh, to trauma, and that's this shaking response, you know, trembling, shaking. And it's very much, yeah, it's very much along the lines of what you were talking about, of having a snit fit on the bed. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> Screaming into Peter your pillow. A... <laughs> yes, it was yes. Peter Levine, yes. He wrote a book yes. called Waking the Tiger, and that uh-huh. is a basic tenet of how we understand the body and how we're working with it. And this can explain emotional release because when your muscles uh, contracted and your fascia said, no, not now, and squeezed everything, it trapped chemistry in your body. So you, your body's like a storage tank of chemical responses that haven't been allowed to express. And that's good because in the moment you need to be able to inhibit them. But now they're hidden like encapsulated cocktails of chemistry throughout your body. And when I work in the stomach area in particular, there's a a muscle of fight or flight called the psoas. And when I'm working with that and it starts to let go, the fascia eases open, the blood flows between the layer of fascia and muscle, and it sweeps away those encapsulated cocktails of chemistry. Uh-huh. And that's good. It's just that now it's in your bloodstream. And that particular cocktail was how you felt when you were in that car accident. And it is not unusual for a person on the table to have memories come up that had been long buried and emotion and they want to cry or laugh or they feel angry or grief and they're wondering, oh, no, am I going crazy? And I am here to say that you are not. (laughs) You're actually going sane because your body's leaking out all of this stored chemistry and you don't even have to analyze what you're feeling or why. Just allow yourself to feel it. Now, sometimes a person has a fear that if they began to let go of what they were feeling, they might never stop. They might never get their sanity back. They might break the windows with the screens that they have stored inside. Because, man, when I see somebody, I know only the tip of the iceberg of their lifetime experience. And it can range from having had a broken ankle to having been, you know, beaten and and assaulted. And um, they need an opportunity for their body to tell the truth about how it felt in those situations, to kick, to punch, to scream, to gouge. Um, And they're not going to do that to me. That's why I have a pillow in the room that they can take it out (laughs) on if they need to. (laughs) But Um, I strongly encourage them to let go. Do you have to pick your way through 
these past experiences one by one, or is there like bulk processing? <laughs> I have never had that question before. This is a really good thing for me to ponder. Um, my experience is that folks have an emotional release that passes through like a summer storm. Something that they had been burying and holding on to for 30 years can spritz right through in 10 minutes. And they're not fully aware of all that it is that happened or what it was that they were letting go of. They just know they feel better. And they can become discouraged when they say, man, I felt great for three days. And then I started to get all weepy and emotional and tight again. When am I going to be done? And I say, your body doesn't have that answer intellectually, but it does physically. And I'll talk more about that. Mm -hmm. So you'll kind of know it when it happens. Right. Well, um, stay with us. We'll be back uh, with our fascinating conversation with Ronell Wood. Welcome back. Here we go into our final segment with Ronell, and it's mm -hmm. going to be too short. Ronell, <laughs> I was thinking about post-surgery. Uh, wouldn't it be fantastic if it were made a kind of a, a standard procedure for people to get uh, MRT after surgery to get things kind of uh, realigned? How is the medical yeah. establishment relating to MRT? To answer that, my gut reaction is the older folks are very resistant and the younger folks are saying, yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> and um, it is when someone gets injured who's a physician and goes in search of what works that they find myofascial release and then they're a convert. And I don't wish for them to get injured, but um, it is the path toward finding what actually works. Other than that, many, many patients coming to them and telling them, I have had this treatment, it helps, please write me a prescription for it. And it does have a PDF code or whatever it's called um, in the diagnosis manual there is a code for myofascial release treatment and you can get a prescription from your doctor and it gets at this point partial reimbursement with some insurance companies so i strongly mm -hmm. encourage people to go in and ask for it and i just want to be really distinct it's the abbreviation m as in mom f as in frank r um, mfr for myofascial release oh. mm -hmm. i'm hoping okay. that 10 years from now That'll be standard after a surgery and before because it can help set you up to win. Are there practitioners all around the country? Yes, and the best way to find one is to go to the site called myofascialrelease.com where they have a find a therapist section. You plug in your state and zip code and you can find those therapists who have been trained by my mentor, John Barnes, 
who have paid to be listed on that site. So it might not list every myofascial release practitioner in your area, but it will list the ones that have paid to be listed on his site. And word of mouth is fascinating because it's just like fascia. And if you find one myofascial therapist, they will know a whole network of others. Mm-hmm. There's also mm-hmm. a Facebook page called MFR Insight, where people who are practitioners and receivers uh, become members of that Facebook page, and then they can ask questions. Do you know of anybody in Anchorage, Alaska, who does this? Or <laughs> I had this weird experience with myofascial release. Is this normal? And it's a really great informational resource. Now, one of the things that you do in your clinic in Ojai is uh, combine body alignment. Tell us how you came to that. I'm so excited that you are um, an advocate and interested in that because oftentimes people will come in and they'll say, I only want the MFR stuff. I don't want that body stuff. Or I just want the body stuff. I don't want the MFR stuff. (laughs) And they are a couple. They are married. If you come and receive myofascial release and you make progress, it's possible you'll lose that progress if you go back into your habitual movements once you get off the table. And that explains why um, it can be frustrating to see someone over and over and over again for the same complaint, frustrating for me and them. And that's where I show them here is how to stay out of that internal shoulder rotation pattern, or that knee pain, or the neck pain, or the back pain. And I was privileged to be in the presence of a master for two years. Young woman named Katie Bowman had a place called Restorative Exercise Institute in Ventura, and she wanted a myofascial release therapist. And I was working there under her, taking her certification and seeing the results she was producing. She has since written a book called Move Your DNA, which is fantastic. Um, And it is the foundation of everything that I teach. And I teach classes three days a week. And I have just produced 11 instructional videos that Um, You can see there's three free ones available on the website, and then there's the option to buy one at a time or the whole bunch of them all at once for $29.99. And it shows you the step-by-step instructions to change what you're doing when you walk in order to optimize and heal the tissues of your body because it's likely that you are deteriorating the tissues in your body with the way that you move. And if a person were to just stand up right now, this minute, and look down at their feet, it is likely that their feet are pointing right and left. We often, 90% of us, have a habit of walking with our feet turned out, and that sets you up to fail all the way up your body. So I teach people about getting their feet to point in the direction that they're walking so that their knees are bending in the hinge way it's designed to, in the proper orientation, so that your hips and hip bones are properly aligned, and you're stacking your blocks properly so that you're not depending on soft tissue 
to keep you in alignment, but you're stacking your bones so the densest part of you is resisting gravity. Fascinating. And you did mention that when the fascia are repeatedly stressed in a particular direction, they do ossify, they turn into bone, like bunions That's and things. That's exactly right. Hammer toes are a great example of fascia that has turned to bone. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's not very, funny. <laughs> it's it's really not very not funny. Yeah, not just a, an interesting luxury to come and get a myofascial release thing and call it massage. It is imperative to the health of your body to interrupt the holding pattern because I want the world to know that decrepitude is not inevitable. You don't have to I'm end up in the shape of a letter C. Mm. I'm wondering, I had a skiing injury and... So yeah. that left my my right knee very weak, and, and probably mm-hmm. it threw my gait off, and I ended up with arthritis in the hip, and then eventually, and I went to every practitioner known to man, um, including uh, myofascial, but he didn't, the guy who did the myofascial release did not do alignment, and so I did end up getting a hip replacement. Um, thank you, modern medicine. Um, yes. But then I started really taking alignment and, and muscle balance seriously because I didn't want the other hip to go. But this is just so important. Everything is related, and the smallest thing that throws off your, your posture or you know has a chain reaction that just compounds itself throughout the body. That's why I, I'm so excited about your work, Renell. Thank you. So what? Uh, really, what do you? Th- yeah. Yes. Oh, you well, really what do you think the is? Of mine. <laughs> <laughs> what is the most important thing that that a person can do for their own health? Um, screaming when they're upset, or <laughs> getting this release? Wow, uh, I know. I I, ha- I even had. Rolfing and it was so mm-hmm. painful. It didn't do a yeah. thing for me because I was probably always protecting myself from it. I mean, you, this just makes so much sense. So, yeah, getting I try back not to... to say the R word, but since you brought it up, <laughs> <laughs> it had the right idea. It knew that fashion was a thing and it needed to be interrupted, but they taught their practitioners to use force. And it was hard on the practitioner as well as the client who would brace on their way to their session, knowing what they were headed for. And being told to just breathe through it is not um, what creates a relaxation response in the body. And Mm. we find that if we take our time, three to five minutes in each compression or traction hold, That's what changes the the matrix of fluid underneath the skin, and you'll find that you get much deeper release into the body when you have the body's permission to do it. So anyone uh, receiving really should be going, ah, rather than, ah! (laughs) So um, how many, is there an average number of sessions that people need? 
Yeah, I, I didn't answer your question about what's the best thing. I would say, uh, yes, have a great SNIT fitness program. And uh, the word pendiculation just describes what dogs and cats do when they get up from a nap. And it's not um, directed, purposeful stretching that you learned in a book or in school. It is rolling around on your bed like you would on a Sunday morning if you were six years old. You know, where you don't have to be anywhere and you just feel like um, squirming and your body will lead you through those areas of your body that are held and tight and you may end up, um, you know, tears running down your face even though you're not intentionally crying. It's just a wonderful um, way to get in touch with your body and let it lead the way. And here's what we do at our place in terms of number of sessions. I like to make it affordable as much as possible. And so if a person is willing to do more than one session, then we'll sell them a package of five and make the fifth one free to encourage oh, well. them to get a whole bunch. <laughs> we are so out of time. We've been speaking to Ronell Wood. Her website is omsanctuary.com, O-H-M. I'm Miriam Knight. I love you all. Come back next week. And Ronell, thank you so much for being with us. Get her book, it was Touching Light. And have a blessed week. Goodbye. <laughs>